This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined on the telephone by Lorna Meehan, who is uh, taking part in a project for Birmingham Fest, and it's called A Virgin, Virgin's Guide to Hiring an Escort. And it's uh, described as a theatrical poem cycle uh, by Lorna, and it's on at Birmingham Festival from on the 18th and 19th of July. Uh, and that's down, am I right in saying, down at the Blue Orange Theatre? Fantastic. Good afternoon, Lorna. How are you doing? Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm I'm good today. Now, the project that you're, you're talking about is a de- is it a, a very personal project um, for for yourself? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's basically a autobiographical solo show. It's the third one I've done, and mm-hmm. it's about my experience of hiring a male escort to get over my intimacy issues and that was about two years ago Mm -hmm. now and um yeah it had very profound effect on my life in many different ways and i felt like i wanted to make a show about it not only for me as a way of kind of like crystallizing the experience but also i think it's something that doesn't get talked about Mm -hmm. enough and i just wanted to use my platform as someone who's you know kind of brave enough to get up there and talk about these things quite candidly in a in a creative theatrical way you know kind of use that platform to just intrigue other people and make them feel uh, yeah sort of seen and heard about the issues that come up in the show like there's this assumption that you know when you've reached a certain age that you've had some kind of love life to speak of and you know that's that's not yeah, that's not the case mm-hmm. but it's again it's something that people don't want to talk about because a lot of shame and embarrassment around it there's a lot of kind of social uh, constraints about yeah a lot of social presumptions about about these kinds of things so I just wanted to yeah put all of that into a show just to make people yeah see see this thing in a in a in a different light really and to, you know sort of challenge perceptions and open up a conversation and and also make space for a you know a very different kind of vulnerability that I think a lot of people feel but we just you know we just don't talk about it much I uh, was somebody that um grew up and the internet appeared one day when I was in my early 20s and for me I I sort of always presumed that because it, the internet had appeared for me, that that suddenly was a world of knowledge that I was never going to find in other ways. Do you, do you think that uh, having access to information and, and tech and those sorts of things, um, do you think that changes uh, at what point people have uh, you know, uh, l- discover sexual experiences or have uh, sexual experiences, or, or or do you think that doesn't help? <laughs> do you think that doesn't help people go on a journey in that way? I think uh, I think like lots of things to do with the internet, it's a kind of double-edged sword. You know, I think there's there's a lot of um, 
damaging stuff around sex and sexuality that that comes by the medium of the internet you know i think it can do a lot of damage and, uh, and skew a lot of perception but on the other hand i think it gives people access to other people on their wavelength that you know they might never have met otherwise and i, th- I think it helps people see uh, i think it helps people feel seen on on this kind of uh, bigger level and I think there's uh, you know I think there's a lot of good that comes from that and certainly I wouldn't have been able to facilitate an experience like this for myself without the internet mm-hmm. you know um, so it's it's something that you can't really do without the internet um, uh, but because the very fact that the internet is is there and the fact that you know um, you can be quite specific about the kind of experience that you're looking for mm-hmm. and you know the the fact that you can do it through an agency so you know th- there's not this um yeah I, I did it through an agency and I'm, I'm also aware that you know there's a a lot of stuff on the internet where there is no kind of middleman and um yeah things can go in different directions you know i think it's important to be uh safe and i certainly Mm -hmm. felt very safe through the whole process um because of the the way i chose to navigate the internet (laughs) so yeah i think the internet can do a lot of good in this regard and it can also do a lot of damage in this regard and a lot of other regards as well but i think it's about what you need and you know where you feel seen and, and safe so for me personally the internet was was a godsend for this experience. So, I, I, was there a single moment where you, uh, during this journey, where you thought, "I am going to turn this into a, a, a performance. I am going to turn this into uh, a, 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 something that people can uh, visit as a as a solo show." Did that happen? Uh, when are you able to say when that happened, or was it just? Did it just evolve? Yeah. Naturally, but um, in the run-up to it, because uh, it was something that I deliberated for a very long time, and then I came up against this kind of wall, really, in terms of my emotional and mental health, where it was mm-hmm. like something's got to give. You know, you've got to do something. You've got to actively try and change this scenario. Um, otherwise, we just go on like this forever. You know, and I think the idea of it just going on forever was worse than any like negative outcome I, I could foresee from like actually doing the experience and um yeah in, in the run-up to it so I I booked the escort and then for about six months in the run-up to it I kept changing my mind going I can't do it I can't mm-hmm. do it and it's like no you should you know you've got to do it and I flipped between and one of the ways I kind of I guess eased myself in into it of you know convincing myself that this was a good thing was to yeah start writing about it and um and then I thought I should make a show about um you know this this deliberation of oh should I sexually empower myself or not you know that was an interesting journey in itself and I thought Mm -hmm. I definitely want to write something about this so I started writing about the experience before you know I actually um met the escort for the first time because it was so interesting you know because it was doing a lot of you know it was doing a lot of things to me emotionally and intellectually that I didn't expect and I thought this is you know if nothing else even if I don't go through with it it's worth kind of you know exploring this experience creatively and sharing it with others because you know when my friends like heard when I told them they were like you're hiring a what 
like, you're doing what? Like, wow, mm-hmm. Lorna, that's really brave. And I was like, I don't know, for me, it didn't feel like a, an act of bravery at first. It felt like an act of desperation, you know, but then the more I went along, the more I thought, no, that is brave. And, and I felt brave once I'd done it, and that changed everything for me, you know. And then I thought um, afterwards, well, between um, between uh, meeting him, I thought, I'm definitely going to write a show about this. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be quite a different show to begin with. It was going to be more of like a sort of anecdotal storytelling, this happened, this happened. But it sort of started to feel like that was too much and too raw because our time together came to an inevitable end and I wasn't really ready for it. And I had a lot of unexpected emotional upheaval after that. And I thought... Yeah it's too raw to just tell it as a story. But I had all these poems I've been writing about it and I thought, oh, make the poems the show because the poems tell you how it felt rather than what happened. And I think that actually makes it more universal for other people then to engage with it because it's not specific. It's more, um, you know, this this scope of experience that, you know, we're all sort of familiar with but kind of just into a different lens. So... Yeah, it was it was very organic, um, evolving into a into a show like right from the off, really. And the the fact that this is a show that's taking place in your own city, uh, a, a city you're connected to, um, do you feel like this is uh, the audience is uh, more on your side than they would be if you were in a different city, or does that make a difference? Maybe if I was doing it in London at like the Soho Theatre where uh, like Fleabag mm-hmm. premiered, you know, like I feel like if I did it somewhere like that, that it wouldn't be quite so sort of, um, it would be a bit more commonplace, you know, like, oh, there's another show on yeah. tonight in London yeah. about a woman talking about her sex life, like, oh yeah, you know, the norm. Whereas I think maybe in Birmingham it's, yeah, it's probably not as as much of a thing but you know all the more reason to to do it because I've previewed my other two solo Mm -hmm. shows at Birmingham Festival and I thought like yeah I definitely have to to you know repeat that and and preview this one there as well so it's it's nice to be able to preview it in your hometown absolutely and just see how it goes Lorna, thank you so much for talking to me about this today. Um, I can, uh, you can find out details at birminghamfest.co.uk uh, and Blue Orange Theatre. The production is called A Virgin's Guide to Hiring an Escort. Uh, you can see it at the 18th and 19th of July, which is today as we broadcast this, and then tomorrow. Uh, and this is part of Birmingham Fest's 10th year, uh, which is until the 30th of July. Lorna, thank you so much. Thank you for having me and enjoy the show. Oh, we will do it. Thank you. That's brilliant. As I say, don't forget to book those tickets. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.